this is our, our kind of our month of uh, prayer and, uh, and fasting, our fasting different things. Uh, we're off of our food fast now, but we're still fasting other things. And um, I have a scripture tonight that for some reason it just totally, there it is. It's going to be Matthew 11, uh, 28. And uh, I don't know what's going on with this program. It's just it just changes. I get a scripture pulled up and it just disappears. So I'll probably just ask them to have it behind me. All right, so we'll just go with this up here. Um, we really have to wrestle against our humanity, our carnality. Um, it's just how we're wired. Um, our human nature. And many times we come to the Lord very desperate, very broken. Uh, we come to the Lord and serve the Lord, and many times we... We have that burst of, of wanting to do something great for the kingdom and wanting to be a servant of God and wanting God to use us mightily. If we don't continue to work to stay in that vein, humanity starts to take over. And then we start either asking God to continually do things for me, for us, us individually, me as an individual. And we can even get to a place where we start to um, get upset at God that my life isn't what I want it to be. Um, I had somebody talk to me uh, recently, and they said, their question was this, um, how do you forgive God? I said, well, let's go sit down. <laughs> I knew this was going to take a minute. So I sat on the edge of the altar, and they sat next to me, and I, I said, well, what did he do wrong? And it was about as quiet as it is right now. Well, I don't think he did anything wrong, but I just have some issues, and I just, okay, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> yes, you do. You have some issues. And letting them talk for a while, coming to a conclusion that they asked God a question. And God responded in a way that showed them themselves. And then they got mad at God that they felt bad. You see, we have God in, in this realm of he's my fix-it man. And I'm supposed to be blessed. Now, unfortunately, we're in a living in a whole church world right now, a whole church culture that has forgotten that he is the master. 
and we are the servants. We are not the king or the queen on the chessboard. At best, I'm a pawn, maybe I'm that horse. Maybe I'll grow into a bishop at some point. I am a he's the king. He's the one that everything revolves around. For some reason in this person's mentality, they felt like it was okay to be mad at God. I don't know whoever started that mentality that it's okay to be mad at God. Let me tell you this. It's okay to ask God questions. Jesus has never been afraid of honest questions. You'll look through the New Testament. People are asking honest questions. When people say don't question God, don't question God as an accusation. Where were you when I was hurting? Where were you? That's questioning God. But it's, it's not wrong to ask God honest questions. You know, if you're seriously hurting God, why didn't you answer it this way? Why did it have to be this way? That's not questioning God. That's asking God a question. He may answer that. He may not. But you see, in this person's mentality, they felt like they could be mad at God and they could try to find out how to forgive God. And it wasn't about forgiving him at all. It was about he showed them something in themselves that they didn't want to see. He's entitled to do that. It's what we ask him for. Mold us, shape us. Help us to be in your likeness and molded and shapen into your image. In this scripture, it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor. Everybody say labor. Everybody say work. And are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Next passage. Take my yoke upon you. I have to be very careful not to carry the yoke of everybody around me. I have to be very careful not to carry everybody else's troubles, everybody else's drama. I carry a measure of that, and all of us do at a certain measure. But it's daunting to carry everybody's issues. But you do have to go out and help some people. As I was willing to take some time with that individual I just told you about, I was willing to carry that. When it was all said and done, the individual thanked me and said, it, it wasn't what I wanted to hear, but it totally makes sense. Thank you for helping me to get the right perspective. And the perspective was, it sounds to me like you're upset that you asked God a question and he answered you, but he showed you what the real problem was, which was inside of you. And you didn't like that answer, although it was the right answer. You see, what happens is when you blame God, <clears throat> there's this whole thing about he's the same yesterday and today and forever, and he changes not. And so I said, if you spend any amount of time trying to get God to change, it's a really difficult task. Now, if I realize that typically I'm the problem, then I can change, because in most cases... It's me that needs to change and not God. So that makes it harder for me in my heart, but easier to get to the solution because I can change. I don't, you try to change God, you're going to spend a lifetime trying to do it, and you're still going to just get deeper in your issues. 
So when I showed her that the issue was inside of herself, it was hard for her to receive, but she thanked me because, okay, because now I can fix. I said, you can fix that. You can fix that because God wants you to um, change your behavior. And so this, this passage here, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, um, we have to be careful not to be frustrated in a few areas. One is, many times, um, other people's expectations. Let me say this, other people's unrealistic expectations. And, and you have to be okay if you can't be everything to everybody. I know Paul tried to be all things to all people that by any means I might save some. And so we, we cannot be totally run down with trying to meet everybody's unrealistic expectations. I also deal with accusations from the enemy. I also deal with the devil telling me, you're not this, you're not this. You're an imposter. You're not who you think you are. I, I, I deal with that. I deal with that kind of stuff. Maybe I'm the only one, but maybe some of you do too, that, that you should be farther along for who you are and where you are and the position you hold. And as long as you've been doing this, you should be, you should be, you should be. So, so I have the accuser of the brethren, the Bible calls him, and he accused them day and night. So he doesn't really let up. He's relentless. And so we have to see who we are in God's eyes and make sure, okay, as long as you and I are okay, I know the devil's trying to, you know, run me into the ground. I know sometimes people's expectations are, are more than I can bear. But God, as long as you and I are okay, I'll, I'll be all right. So I not only have unrealistic expectations from people, I not only have the accusations of the devil, but then I also have myself. And sometimes the unrealistic expectations I expect out of myself. He says, take my yoke upon you. I hit this a little bit Sunday. Your yoke was made for you. Yokes were made for, for animals. It goes around their neck. They have harnesses to them. It's to pull. It's to do work. A, a mule's harness was made a lot more narrow than an ox's harness. An ox's harness has to be a lot bigger, a lot wider. You put a, 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 um, a, a, an ox's harness on a mule and it'll, it'll slide clear over his neck, down into its shoulders, and it'll restrict the, 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 the movement of that mule, and, and, and it'll start to get blisters, and it, and it won't be able to pull very well, and it's just uncomfortable, and it'll hinder that mule. Likewise, you put a mule one, a little narrow one, on an ox, it's going to right, get about right here and pinch its neck, and then it's going to start getting blisters, it's going to hurt, it's going to fatigue, it's gonna, he's pulling with his neck, not his shoulders, but you get that ox's harness and in fact if if you were wealthy you had one made for just that ox if you were wealthy you had one made for that specific donkey or that mule and when that thing fit perfectly that thing could do a lot of work because it was so comfortable that it could just settle into that yoke and just pull and so he says take my yoke upon you he knows what you're made for 
All of us here have a different job to do and, and different expectations and how much to pull and, and how much weight he can pull on, put on us. And so we have to settle into our yoke. But understand this, because of modern Christianity today, we feel like it's God's job to bless us. As a matter of fact, I could show you a video right now of one of the largest churches of America that the co-pastor, the pastor's wife, this church runs 30 to 60,000 on any given Sunday. They have a stadium. They have an arena that is their church. And I can show you the clip right now where she gets up and talks about worship, and she says this. I know you think worship is about God, and I understand why you think that, but that's really not the case. Worship is about us, and worship makes us feel better, and that's what makes God feel better. So God's happy when we're happy. So we worship to make us happy, therefore then God becomes happy. Why half of that church didn't get up and walk out right then? Why fifteen to 30,000 people did not get up and walk out of there like, what? It's rock. You can look at it that way, but it's not really about God. It's all about God. It's all about God. And it just so happens, when I feel like I've been pleasing to Him, I feel His presence, and then that makes me feel better. That's what happens there. It's not about me. It's not about you. But you see, in our modern church culture right now, there's a lot of songs and there's a lot of influence and a lot of uh, um, innuendos and a lot of preaching about us being blessed. I want to be blessed. In fact, last year, God, I felt like God told me that our family that we were going to go into a season of blessing. And I'm telling you, it, it has been nothing short of supernatural to just watch what God has done for our family this year. It, it has been indescribable. After the season that we've come through to watch what God has done has just been amazing. But it's not just about the blessing. It's about us serving. It's about us seeing a world that's continuing to go into war and chaos and ruin and making sure that we're positioned in a place that even if things are difficult and even if we do or do not get spared from some of that trial, that we're able to work. Take my yoke upon you See, we want God to lift all of our burdens. He was never intending to lift all of our burdens. The heavy, crushing, I can't even operate, I can't even move, I can't breathe. No, that's not what he's intended. That's that he will not want you in that kind of position. Take my yoke upon you. We are supposed to be pulling. We are supposed to be doing something. We are supposed to be laborers. 
Pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers. I read that Sunday. We are supposed to be in the harvest. We are supposed to be winning people. He that winneth souls is wise. There should be some things that we're doing in the kingdom to produce. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your soul. So even in the context of I will put a yoke on you, but you should still have rest. Next passage. For my yoke is easy. He didn't say, I'll take the yoke off of you. He said, mine's going to be easy. In other words, it fits you. And my burden. So the yoke was to carry something, to pull something, a burden. We are supposed to have a burden, but it shouldn't be absolutely crushing. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm, it's, it's now 20 after, and we're going to pray. I want us to pray for our burden. I want us to see faces of people that we know. I want us to pray that God would open doors of opportunity. Your neighbor, your friends, people that we have gone through our life being blessed and thanking God that we're blessed. But I'm telling you, I, I, look, at, I look at the news, what little bit I'm looking at right now. I'm in shock and awe at how much war is being talked about and we're not even flinching. There's a lot heating up in the Middle East. Pakistan's now involved. Iran, Iraq. There's a lot going on right now. North Korea's trying out some new huge drones there's things going on in Yemen. There's all kinds of stuff that is heating up right now. That does not, that does not make me afraid. It makes me concerned. But it also makes me realize we are running out of time if we're going to reach some people. And we can't just be running around being offended at God, being wounded at God, being, being God didn't bless me, God didn't do whatever, and us totally just praying to be blessed, to be blessed, to be blessed, and not have our heart in the harvest to do what he's called us to do as disciples, as followers of Christ, that we've got to be in the Lord's business and reaching people and leading people to Christ. So I'm asking us to get our minds off of ourselves tonight. I'm asking us to get our minds off of our promotions, get our minds off of our work stuff, get our minds off of our our dreams and ambitions for a, sp uh, for a space of time, and that God would help us to equalize that this year. Still have your dreams, still have the things you want to do, but let's make sure that we have his yoke on us. Not my yoke. My yoke won't fit you. Your, your yoke won't fit me. you gotta, you got to figure out what your burden is and pull in that area. It's going to be different. Some of you are going to be gifted. Some of us are gifted in different areas. But we should all be involved in the harvest somewhere. So let's find a place to pray. And let's cry out to God. And let's ask God to help to renew and restore that vision. So that we don't get lulled to sleep just being blessed. While there are people that are lost. While there are people that have no hope of eternity. There are people that don't even know the Lord. There are people that are alcoholics. There are people that are partying all the time. Because they have no concept of God. 
and they don't even know. They're, they're, all they need is a chance to be introduced to Jesus. All they need a, to, to have is just an opportunity to know that there is an eternity at hand. And so we have that. And so let's ask God to renew that burden. There should be some red-hot tears tonight. There should be some times where somebody here tonight is crying out to God and get that burden renewed, the burden that comes from the Lord. Not, it, it's got to go way beyond your concern and my concern it's got to be a burden that comes from the Lord where he begins to, to, to kind of just, just wash over us and begin to place his burden on us to give us a, a, a deep concern for the lost, deep concern for people that we know, people that we've never met, to realize that we're running out of time and we're trying to reach a very big lost world. So find a place to pray and let's, let's cry out to God tonight. Let's ask God to help us. Jesus, I...